Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson at the Southern Bank Corps studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us and uh, glad you're tuned in, whether it's online or around the state, wherever you happen to be picking us up this afternoon. Thanks. Tuning into the Eagle Hour. We're going to have the Olympic sports strength coach, Todd Makavica, on the show a little later in the show. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about uh, all of that kind of good stuff. But first, we want to bring in, want to get right to it. Uh, a lot of buzz in the last couple of days about a commitment that Southern Miss baseball has picked up. Tate Parker, the all-time career home run leader for Pearl River Community College, fresh off that national championship uh, junior college uh, baseball team. Listen to these stats, uh, Kelly Sander. This young man played in 100 games, 151 hits, 130 RBIs, 37 home runs, 422 batting average, 450 this year batting average, with 65 RBIs, 19 home runs, 18 stolen bases, and 76 runs. Other than that, Tate, you didn't do much this year, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't do too much this year. <laughs> hey, before we get started about you becoming a Golden Eagle, which we're all really happy to report, I want to just get your thoughts about being on the national championship team. We had your coach on our show a couple of weeks ago at an event we did in Hattiesburg, and what a great guy. And he told the story oh, from absolutely. his perspective, but from the player perspective, man, that that's a memory of a lifetime. Oh yes, sir. Absolutely, it was. It's a it's something surreal that not a lot of people get to experience. I mean, only two two teams in the state of Mississippi have won one so far. Us and Jones back in back in the mid two thousand tens. But uh, yeah, it's just a surreal feeling after going through a long season, you know, with the guys and battling it out and getting to the championship game and actually dropping the first game and mm-hmm. coming back to win two in a row. Man, it was yeah, it was a hard fought battle, but coming out with the wins. Nothing like it. Tate, hey, when did you guys know that this team was special? This was obviously a very special baseball team. When did, when did that first occur to you guys? Uh, well, we knew we knew that it was a, it was a special team because we could hit one through nine, and we had some guys. We had a deep pin, but to me, I think the t- the game that set it apart was it was about a quarter of the way into the season, and we were down eight to nothing in the first inning against East Central Community College, and. We wind up coming back and winning that game. I think we wind up scoring 22 runs that game and beating them 22 to like 13. 
And after that, like we all we all got together that night after the game and said, "Hey, like this team's special. Like they're in a they're in a deficit that we can't come back from." And from that point on, we just rolled throughout the season. Tate, when you were about uh, ten years old, I had a I was having a Coca Cola with your then coach Greg Lyon, and um, Greg and I were talking, and, and he told me he said this Tate Parker kid that's 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 playing on our team this year. He said, "Look, he's only ten. But he said he's got the quickest hands I've ever seen on a kid, bar none, regardless of age. Where, where do quick hands come from? I mean, how, how did he know at 10 years old that those hands were going to be as quick as they have that would allow you to be the career home run hitter at uh, Pearl River, which, by the way, goes back about 100 years? <laughs> well, shoot, honestly, I can't, I can't thank nobody else but God for that one. I mean, that's, that's just a gift that not a lot of people get gifted with, but just – that all goes to the good Lord. And me and my dad, I mean, we trained four days a week as a kid growing up, and I, I loved every single second of it. And just the stuff that we did was next level compared to what a lot of people do. And that, that goes to a lot of that. Now, West Harrison, you came out of West Harrison High School, committed to Dallas Baptist, actually went to Dallas Baptist, and then wound up at, uh, at Pearl River, then committed to South Al. That didn't work out. COVID comes along. You wind up back at Pearl River. I guess like Graham Crawford was saying last week, things just happen to, to turn out the way they're supposed to turn out. Uh, so now you're headed to Southern Miss. How did that all come to a head? I mean, like, like you just explained, it was like it was just a crazy sequence over the past three years of just stuff that you had high hopes for didn't wind up working out. Last year, had a great year. Last year, committed to South Al, wind up getting married and having a baby. And at that point, I thought my season was over. And then I was planning on working, not even playing baseball. And Coach Avi called me up and said, "Hey, man, like, come here. You got another year of eligibility, and you can." get your degree or get a some kind of technical job after that. And I said, all right. And then the opportunity for playing baseball came up, and I said, shoot, I can't pass on this. So, honestly, it's a God-given miracle that I was even able to play this season. And now you come to Southern Miss. Kind of give us quickly the scenario, how you got in touch with uh, – or how they got in touch with you and, and what made you make that decision that we're all very happy to be reporting to uh, yes, sir. Uh, well, they showed up, I think, during the regional to watch me. They've been on me for the past few years, but, like, they showed up in the regional. I had a really good game and talked with Coach Creel. You know, their reputation as a coaching staff is bar to none. And, I mean, this, the numbers that they put up the year they had this year, they they don't even have to do much recruiting. They Their numbers speak for themselves. But uh, just – I got in contact with Coach Creel over the regional before we went to the World Series, and just the type of guys they are, fell in love with the program. And I mean, another thing is, I had a few more offers, but the fact that it's 35 minutes from my house, I get to come home and stay with my wife and my kid every night, that was a big part in the decision right. of going to Southern Miss. But another thing, like I said, just the – the reputation that this coaching staff has and the season that they had this year, I mean, it speaks for itself on what type of program it is. And, and really, Tate, it doesn't hurt the fact that they were going to need a center fielder next year or a guy to compete for that position with Montenegro leaving. Yeah, that's right. You know, Mont- I'm pretty sure Montenegro is leaving after this year. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it'd be tough to come in, and that's a, that dude's been locked down for them. For 10 years. I mean, his entire career there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. He yeah. has been uh, the heart of their lineup, locked down in the center field, and 
coming in and filling those shoes is a yeah. big job. Well, he's drawn he's I mean, drawn I'm, social I'm security now, Tate. He's drawn social security, so, uh, <laughs> so so he's pretty sad. All right, get in here, Luke. We got a couple minutes left with Tate Parker. Tate, uh, we, we should have asked Graham this the other day, uh, but but we we didn't. So I'll ask you what from someone that's you started D one. Now you're coming back into D one. What what do you think is going to be the hardest transition out of JUCO into Division one baseball? Uh, well, a lot. One thing is the pitching. I mean, I was talking to a few of my buddies like that. It takes a few minutes to get accoladed because you see JUCO, you see. 87, 88 on the daily, and I mean D one, you're going to be seeing everybody every game. You're basically seeing somebody throwing 92, 93. But uh, that that only take a few days to get acclimated back to that. But the, I think the biggest transition is just the uh, just the uh, leadership and the seniors, the juniors and seniors. You don't have that in JUCO ball. Like you only have freshmen and sophomores, and those extra two years of being around those type of guys. I mean, you just you become a man and you become a leader in those two years. And I think Pearl River set me up really good with that. And, I mean, I got the experience of that at DBU my freshman year, being around those type of guys, those, those five-year seniors and seniors and juniors and that kind of leadership. I think that's going to be the biggest transition, just being around guys like that. One part of your game I think a lot of Southern Miss fans are are, uh, are excited about is that you run on the base pass, 28 stolen bases the last two years. Uh, you go, you're going to bring that with you, obviously, to Hattiesburg, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, I'm I'm actually planning on stepping that game up a little bit. Well, Hopefully, I'll uh, end up with a with about thirty next year. But uh, yeah, this year I I had a good year. I had 18 stolen bases, but I could I could have stepped my game up a little bit. And next year, you're going to really see a difference. Hey, you, you had a chance to be a teammate of Graham Crawford's. Are we overselling him, Tate, as a catcher? What what are your thoughts about Graham Crawford as a baseball player? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, Graham Crawford, he's the best defensive catcher I've ever I've ever been had the opportunity to play with. Matt Mercer this year was absolutely great, but you can you can ask Matt, Graham Graham has known the game of catching he he knows the game of catching like any like all the little things that you talk like everybody says do the little things right well Graham does all the little things right and I think he I think he's going to train I think the, his ability is going to really play at Southern Miss very well and it doesn't hurt that he hits with power from both sides either right <laughs> no well tight oh yeah a lot, a lot of people forget that Graham's a switch hitter yeah so like I mean you think you're going to bring in a a righty to throw off the lefty nah. Go ahead. No, he'll just switch it right around. Well, let me tell you, Tate, there's a lot of excitement about you coming on board along with Graham. We believe you two guys, the returners, the pitching staff, we believe this is an Omaha baseball team, and uh, we think you guys are going to be a big, big part of that. We're excited to have you uh, as a Golden Eagle man, and we thank you for coming on the radio show. Yes, sir, absolutely. I can't wait. All right. Tate Parker, everybody, the newest Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Already exciting in the season. It's just ended. Those numbers are stupid. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. (laughs) We'll be back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank the newest Golden Eagle, Tate Parker, for joining us. Uh, exciting to hear this young man, see his stats, and hear how excited he is about becoming a Golden Eagle. The future, obviously, very, very bright. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue for sponsoring that segment uh, with Tate Parker. Great place to take your family. And a great place to cater your next event, whether it be for your home, your business, or your church. They do a great job of catering, and uh, they can do that for you. Also want to thank Campus Bookmart, Miss Kathleen, and the great staff down there. Great selection of Southern Miss Apparel, and of course all the summer stuff is in now. And uh, football stuff won't be far off, so uh, thanks to uh, Campus Bookmart for all they do for the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad to have Todd Makovica on the uh, show. He is the Olympic sports strength coach. That includes baseball. At Southern Miss, Todd, we just talked to the newest Golden Eagle, Tate Parker, who who didn't do very well this year. See, he only hit 450, 19 home runs, 65 RBIs, 18 stolen bases, and 76 runs for the national champion Pearl River Community College baseball team. That's uh, that's quite a kid to add to the roster. Yeah, uh, I wish it was 500, but I guess other than that, it sounds like a pretty good guy that we got. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, earlier this year when we were having one of our many conversations uh, with the coaching staff, they they credited you a great deal, which they should have, for the strength of our pitching staff, for this this high velo pitching staff that, that was was so good uh, all year. What what are the what are the keys to strength and conditioning training for college baseball pitchers, Todd? Right. Uh, well, for, first and foremost, I think. You know, there's a little bit of a misconception with collegiate strength and conditioning, especially with that of baseball. You know, for some reason within this specific sport, there's a huge emphasis on specifically, since you brought pitchers, I'll talk pitchers, uh, that, you know, you shouldn't train the shoulder, don't lift heavy in season, and you should just run pulls till everyone's puking kind of deal. And I kind of took, a, you know, a little bit of a back burner from that of, you know, basically doing the exact opposite. You know, at the end of the day, baseball, in the sense, is a power-based sport. And if you look at power, power is force under acceleration. So you need to be able to produce force. You need to be able to produce force in a very fast and timely manner. So if you cannot be strong, it's very difficult for you to throw hard. And obviously, there's always, you know, that little skinny dude in the MLB or in college athletics that somehow can sit 95 regularly and whatnot. But those are just guys who are, you know, God's gift to the world to just be able to play baseball. As a general whole, I think that pitchers completely can benefit from just general strength training. And I think that's kind of where my program lies, where I, we still do some conditioning and things like that, but we do it to a different degree than what others might think. It's not just running pools or doing, you know, 30 minute conditioning, cardio sessions and things like that. But I have definitely put more of an emphasis on the strength training degree than Mm-hmm. what others might do and on top of that too again i made the comment about not training the shoulder we definitely train the shoulder and you know knock on wood a, a lot of any wood that you can find please i haven't had any major injuries in regards to the arm for a pitcher in my um i guess three going to fourth season with usm baseball well you almost stole my next question or comment and that is and, and kelly talked about this all year that the secret and he's absolutely right the the it takes a lot of things to have the kind of year Southern Miss had, but one of the things that you have to have is you have to avoid injuries. And 
you did a masterful job in that. I mean, I, I don't recall I don't recall an arm or shoulder injury all year to one of our key pitchers, Todd. Right. Yeah. We. You know, at, at the end of the day, I don't really want to take credit for it. I want to give it to the baseball players themselves. You know, they do a great job of listening and buying into everything that I've done, especially with how unorthodox my kind of training style is. And I kind of make this comment a lot with the guys. All season, it's a little bit different. Last fall, you know, I, I kind of need to be there. I'm the one that leads the way in terms of their actual physical development. But they become so bought into the program and understanding all the key concepts that I do. And every program is individualized and tailored to them. That say, if I drove into work on mid February and I got smashed by an 18 wheeler and I was six feet under, those kids could run those, that program on their own in, in season. So while, you know, I, I make them do it, they understand the what, how, when, why kind of deal of everything that we do within the weight room. And it, the best part that I love about it is how they bought into the in season. And, you know, there'll be days that, you know, they just feel like crap. You know, they throw 80 something pitches, some few hundreds, or maybe they threw twice or two, two, two or three times within a week. And the last thing that they want to do is get on a barbell or, you know, bench or do whatever I'm having them do in the weight room. But they find a way just, you know, putting that blue collar mentality that USM baseball is especially known for and just get to work and hit the grindstone. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons why that they were able to, you know, we were able to mitigate a lot of the injuries associated with our pitching staff. Luke? Todd, thanks so much for coming on today. Specifically, we see the development of some of these guys, though, that they're gaining velocity while while they're there. And and to Bob's point earlier at the beginning of the season, uh, Oz, Coach Oz said specifically it was your program that helped some of these guys, you know, get an uptick in, in velo. Is that that all goes into that working of the shoulder? What what specifically, you know, and you don't have to share all your company secrets, I promise. But I'm saying like, what all goes into that? I mean, because guys, you know, they improve two or three miles an hour. That's a big deal. Right. Uh, you know, I'm not really married. There's a few exercises in my program itself that I, I like that are my core staple exercises. But at the end of the day, you look at every baseball program, everyone squats, everyone deadlifts, everyone does some sort of press, sprint, jump, throw, blah, 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 blah. And I think where our you know, differentiator lies is that we have this culture, culture here at USM that it is quite literally 100% within the weight room. I love it when you know, other coaches or, you know, donors and stuff will walk by the weight room in the off season and seeing these guys work because it's an intense, it's an intense piece that is really unmatched. And I would be willing to bet that there's very few programs within the country. And I'm, I'm willing to put my hat on that within the baseball world that train quite as hard as we do. Uh, it's just this intense factor. You know, we don't do anything too crazy in terms of, you know, programming. You know, I didn't hire some Russian scientist that works with the Olympic weightlifting community in Russia <laughs> to create some masterful program. We just do the basic things extremely well. And then on top of that, I do need to make a little call out. Uh, I work hand in hand with his name is uh, Tyler Donahue. He works at the kinesiology department at USM, and he has experience in sports science, technology. With you know, he worked at Ole Miss for a little bit, sadly, and he worked with the majors a little bit and whatnot. But, yeah, you know that. Uh, but he run, will run uh, certain tests and things like that on our athletes, on our baseball team, that kind of allows them to see where we're leaking. You know, maybe a guy is really strong, but it takes him a while to produce that strength. So he'll do more speed-related yeah. work. Or maybe this guy's super twitchy, but he's not that strong, so we need to work on more strength stuff. Just little things like that. And 
You know, I've heard Oz say this before many times, and I love it. You know, I'm just a small piece of the pie. You know, everything that we do has a certain, you know, part of it. And if any part of that pie is missing, you don't get the full effect of everything that we're trying to accomplish here at USM. There uh, is there anything to this? Because when I played football at Southern Miss, we kind of we kind of looked at the conditions, you know, outside as an advantage. That you know during the summer and during uh, during fall camp, and for you, you know, even right now, I mean, you're looking at 100 degree heat, 90 percent humidity. I mean, I guess that plays in as an, almost an advantage too. Yeah, I mean, I never been one to be scared of the environment. I guess uh, I love this little quick story before here. I, before my time at USM, I worked with uh, Stanford's football program, and I remember they had a 6 a.m. conditioning workout, and it was just torrential downpour outside. And I just remember my uh, my boss at the time say, well, sometimes it rains, get on the line. Sometimes it's hot in Mississippi, get on the line kind of deal. So it's just you're going to play in hot, you're going to play in cold, you're going to play in the rain, you're going to play in the fall, you're going to play in in the morning, nighttime, it really don't matter. You got to be ready to rock whenever the bell's rung, basically. And Todd Makovica, congratulations for being the first and the first guest ever in the same interviews to use the word crap and puking. <laughs> well, he also brought up Ole Miss too, Kelly. So well, yeah, in well, a good sorry. way. He brought up Ole Miss in a good. <laughs> yeah, way. there you go. Um, but you hear the you hear this all the time now, Todd, from baseball coaches in particular, and I and I quote here: "It's not it's not a matter of whether a pitcher will have Tommy John surgery. It's a question of when." Do you agree? Disagree? Why or why not? I mean, you know, at the end of the day. I think my, I'm a fairly young guy. I'm 29. I haven't been in the field long enough to speak higher, which those head coaches have been around for 20 to 30 years. But I definitely think that if you keep a close eye and an open relation with the athletes, which is something that I try to do wholeheartedly, I don't just view them as a slab of meat that's here to throw a ball really hard sometimes. I try to view them as people. And I think that if you take the you know primary prevention strategies associated with keeping an arm strong and healthy throughout the end season, you can mitigate and prevent any of those crazy injuries coming about. So, you know, if the guy feels like absolute crap in season, I'm not going to say, I don't care, dumbbell bench, he's 100 pounds for eight reps, good luck kind of deal. And I'm sure Coach Oz does the same. If a guy just is not feeling it that day, he'll have the feel to just roll back. And I think that sometimes it comes to a pride thing where some coaches might be a little bit too, you know, like they want to be the tough guy in a sense. And there needs to be that, that silver lining. I'm always about that silver lining that you need to push these kids more than what they think capable of. But you need to understand the rationale, when to push and when to pull. And I like to think that here at USM, we have a really good job push and pull ratio of knowing exactly whenever we can, you know, push the most out of this athlete or, you know, this day just ain't it and we need to roll back a little bit. We're talking, we're talking did, to Todd Bakovica, who is the Olympic sports strength coach at Southern Miss. Todd, we're going to continue the conversation. Other side of the break, you're listening to the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. I want to remind you to hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or as Kelly does every night, you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
And uh, it's there 365, Kelly. She talking to you yet? Well, but somebody told me you have to like be connected to the internet in order for that to work. You're not a he big still has you're not a big up. believer in that internet thing. Are I you, keep Kelly? telling you, Al Gore is full <laughs> of it. It's, yeah. Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad they do. We love those guys down there. They serve delicious food, really, really good food. And uh, always the big game on the TV. Great atmosphere and the biggest collection of Southern Miss memorabilia on the planet. Also, I want to say hello and thank you to Mo Bay Beignets on Hardy Street, the official beignet shop of the Eagle Hour, Kelly Center. Great coffees, delicious beignets, wonderful syrup to put on top of it. Lots of white sugar on the plate. Go on, go on. Sounds like your kind of place, my brother. <laughs> you got it. Huh? Yeah, Todd, have you had one of those yet? Have you had a new beignet, Todd? It's funny you bring that up. Yesterday, my fiance and I were literally just talking about how tomorrow we're going to try and get some of that. So, well, you're not gonna, you're, you're not going to be unhappy. All right, before we get along to your fiance, which is another story we do <laughs> want to broach with you, I thought Kelly wanted to ask you a great question. I thought about. The, the way people are training young kids pitching baseball. Yeah, Dr. James Andrews, a renowned uh, orthopedist uh, who works with a lot of professional athletes, has admonished a lot of uh, high school coaches in particular and, and junior college coaches or college coaches saying that, that there's too much emphasis put on velocity uh, for pitchers and that they're putting way too much emphasis on that, which could be uh, causing unwarranted stress on arms and shoulders, particularly for bodies that aren't completely developed yet. If you could bend the ears of all these uh, coaches, travel coaches, or whatever, Todd, what would you tell them about the the hype about velo, velo, velo? Yeah, I mean, I just, I guess I would say the best thing to do or say is, you know, you can't outbeat Mother Nature. You know, whenever you have a high school athlete, like you mentioned, you know, they're still in the developmental stages of life. They haven't even reached adolescence yet for some of these kids. And for, to, you, I mean, you get, you get excited because you'll hear about, you know, kids getting drafted right out of high school or whatnot. You're going to have all these college coaches at your practices and whatnot. So, you know, I, I don't believe that these coaches are, you know, trying to do the worst for the kids or trying to do the best for them. But I think they almost, in a sense, lack of better terms, get too excited they go right. okay well we need to train them like absolutely crazy we got to do everything that we can to physically develop them blah blah when at the end of the day their bodies aren't naturally ready for the type of stressors that they're in place you know if i were to take what i make these kids do in the fall on you know 15 year old billy bob billy bob's gonna break in a month he will yeah. literally snap his elbow in half he'll get rabbed though and he won't be able to walk and i think just sometimes, you know, I'll give you an example. I'll have every year happens. I get, we get 12 to 14 people onto our baseball team that are newcomers. Some are freshmen, some are transfers, blah, blah, blah. But especially for the freshmen, what I tell them, and I've told them this year, till last year, till the year before, what I don't want you to do is to come here hurt. And they always ask for this crazy program that they want to do. And I give them something, but it's so bare bones because at the end of the day, what I give them is going to be so astronomically crazy that it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It's not going to prepare you for what collegiate baseball has for you in terms of the physical development side. And what I tell these newcomers all the time, you just do not come here hurt. Come here being able to move as well as you can. Come here as healthy as you can. Come here with absolutely zero dispositions on your body and just be ready to work. Because that's why I'm employed. That's why USM pays me. You know, there's a lot of... My minor job duties and descriptions that I do, but at the end of the day, I am here to physically develop you as a baseball player. And I know there's more to it, but at the end of the day, that is the only reason that my existence is here at USM in terms of a paycheck. 
So it, I'll have, you know, talk to some parents, like, what can they do right now to Chris Velo? Like, don't worry about that. Just worry that they can throw a strike. Worry about how they can work on certain pitches and whatnot. That's going to be way more valuable in where they are in life right now than what your Velo's at. Amen. So, yeah. All right. I so- just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, you talked about all the all the little things that you do. So you can you can just let us know. Like, did you invent the rally paddle, or was that somebody else that was using that thing in the dugout? <laughs> the rally paddle? No, no, that wasn't me. Uh, you know, I'm not ex- exactly sure how they came to fruition. Uh, in the dugout, I'm sure some of you guys might have noticed, or may might have noticed. I don't really know, but we kind of ha- all have all had our own, you know, designated spots. You know how it goes. You get those weird superstitions and whatnot. And normally to the right of me was always Aubrey Gallantine and Charlie Fisher. And I just remember turning around one time and I saw Charlie Fisher with that rally paddle. And that's normally used by Sven Pearson, our athletic trainer, as a way to make uh, Gatorade in bulk. Or not Gatorade, sorry, Powerade in bulk for the guys <laughs> and whatnot. A and big spoon. I just remember him. Yeah, it is literally just a big spoon. Yeah. And I remember him just raising it up and, you know, we got hyped on it and it just, it just rolled. I think he literally raised it up one time. And the fans behind us just lost their minds. So, you know, if you guys lose our your minds, we're going to lose our minds. So That's we good. just kind of ran with it. We're uh, we're working this week also to get on Corville Todd, who just got named the Conference USA Male Athlete of the Year. Both he and Marquisha Myers uh, went it to, to nationals. That falls under yours, and I know uh, you're really excited and, and proud of what track and field has done. Yeah. Well, uh, I gotta make a comment real quick. So I actually that is one of the few sports that I do not touch. However, I need to make a note that if anyone eats a eats a USM, everyone eats. So whenever one sport's doing well, that's just more of a look and the positivity of the athletic program at USM, and just a testament of everyone doing everything right. Good stuff. Well, all right, we we can't let you go before we talk about this. There is a long history of Southern Miss Golden Eagles finding their life partner. At Southern Miss, whether they're players or they're employees, Kelly, you named uh, the most obvious one from the 1970s. Jeff and Debbie Bauer, who Jeff, Jeff of course, the quarterback. <laughs> Debbie was the captain of the cheer squad. With, within Southern Miss baseball, Brian Dozier and his wife. I saw Kevin and Samia Coker out in the roost. And But here you go, Todd. You're engaged. You mentioned your fiancé, and that would be Carly Malden, who is – uh, just wrapped up serving as the assistant coach, and we just want to let you know, you did well, okay? Because I grew up as her neighbor. That's a good so-so <laughs> West Jones Mustang. But, but yeah, congratulations on the engagement, man. Well, thank you so much. That was the uh, one of the most nerve-wracking 15 seconds of my life, doing it in front of her 50 family members, as I had two of my family members there. But what a day. They're all Mississippi State Bulldogs, too. Uh. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a family divided, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely but family I mean, divided. Definitely. Do, do former rugby players and guys that get involved uh, that that worked with USA Martial Arts like you, like you get intimidated by stuff? I mean, no. I mean, we're all going to meet the grave at some point. You know, it happens. <laughs> Boy, what a ringing endorsement for an impending marriage. <laughs> we're all going to meet the grave at some point. <laughs> no, I have... Oh, I can't man. tell you how excited I am for it. I knew, um, you know, it's actually what I told her. You know, I'll, I'll get mushy gushy. I don't care. I, whenever I dropped my knee, I told her what I told my mom like a week or two after we became official. And I told my mom like, "This is it. Like she's the one." 
And my mom goes, oh, gosh, Ty, you know, don't just jump in. You've only, like, you just started dating. Don't do it and whatnot. And here we are. So I think my gut feeling was pretty correct on that. Do you want to tell us what you said to her when you hit that knee, Ton? No, man, I can't remember all of it. I just, <laughs> I just remember asking her Mary, you know, that they'll do that. It's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, all right, um, about a minute left with you, uh, Todd. Um, yeah. Just kind of from a, a watching this baseball team this year and, and what they did and what they accomplished, top five ranking, hosting the first Super Regional ever, you're just comments about what you saw from the inside with this baseball team. Well, you, you know, one thing that I like to kind of make a note of is I don't really have ever a say in, you know, who plays, recruiting, things like that. So the, what I see is just, the physical and mental development of the guys. And what I can tell you from my first season, 2020, even though they got cut short to now, all I've seen is a, a progression within the team, you know, from being really good to great to, you know, whatever adjective you want to be. And I just see it as the up and up. You know, every single season I've had these guys have gotten more and more excited, and it's no different than rolling into this upcoming 2023 season. I'm Fired up for it. I'm fired up for our first season with some belt, see what we can do with that. And I'm, you know, hoping that we can do everything that we can as a staff and team to even break more, break through more than what we did this year with the team. Well, it was a great year, Todd, and you were a big part of it. And the coaching staff made that clear to us uh, throughout the season uh, when we were talking to them about the uh, progress and, and the accomplishments of the team. So, uh, Kudos to you, man. Congratulations on the engagement. Thank you for everything uh, you do for Southern Miss uh, sports, and particularly baseball. And uh, thanks for sharing your time with us today on the Eagle Hour. No, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Okay. Todd McAvicka, who is the strength coach for Olympic sports at Southern Miss. And uh, all these strength coaches have one thing in, uh, in common, Luke. They're chiseled. And uh, this young man is no exception to that rule. They're chiseled. They'll run through a wall, and after listening to them speak, you'll run through a wall. It's uh, great stuff. We have a great staff at Southern Miss. 100%. What a great baseball year. And this young man, uh, obviously a very big part of it. All right, we're going to come back, wrap up uh, this edition of the Eagle Hour, tell you who's coming on the show tomorrow, and uh, spend a little more time with you before we say goodbye. Southern Miss to the top. Great stuff with Todd McAvicka, head strength and conditioning coach for Olympic sports at Southern Miss. Earlier, we visited with Tate Parker, who just won a national championship with Pearl River Community College, now has committed to play outfield for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. So if you missed those, go back and check uh, the episode when it posts on Super Talk On Demand or on all of our podcast platforms. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel Force Segment, as always, every day, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street 
in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss football had a camp uh, this past weekend, and they got a commit today, Jacob Johnson, a 6'2", 200-pound linebacker uh, slash strong safety out of St. Paul's School in Covington, Louisiana. Smart guy, 26 on his ACT, but runs about a 4-5 in the uh, – in the 40-yard dash, that's a good pickup for uh, for Will Hall and company. Austin Armstrong recruited him. A couple of uh, news and notes nationally. Brooks Kepka is leaving the PGA Tour for LIV Golf. Abraham Answer uh, also doing that. Uh, now eight of the top 50 players in the world have defected to LIV Golf from the PGA Tour. Uh, college baseball, World Series right now. Texas A&M has the bases loaded in the top of the third. No score between them and Notre Dame. Ole Miss, uh, after winning last night, day off. And tonight in the elimination game, it will be Arkansas and Auburn at 6 p.m. And, Bob, Gronk has retired. Hate to hear seasons in the book. One of the most entertaining players in the National Football League. Great personality, great player. I hate to see him leave. Yeah, but again, he's he's making as much money doing commercials and movies and everything else. It's, it's a lot less wear and tear on the bodies doing you know tennis right. shoe commercials or whatever right, than, right. than getting out there in the NFL field. So no surprise. Um, now if now if somebody else who he was teammates with for a long time would would just get out of the way, he's back. And yes, I know, I know. He's back. Uh, that that would make things you know a lot better. You know, I think I was glad to hear in our interview with Todd Makovica, I was glad to hear him kind of confirm something that that has just always kind of graded on me a little bit when, you know, kids in high school, you know, obviously they all want to play D1. They all want to play in the big leagues. And so all they hear from everybody is, well, you're only throwing 86, man, you need to be throwing 89. Now, now never mind. And Todd was talking about it should come down to whether you can throw strikes or not. Right, it doesn't matter if you throw it 105 if it doesn't go over the plate. <laughs> That's pretty important. Isn't it? Yeah, it's very important, and right. and probably the most prolific pitcher of our time, Greg Maddox, with the Atlanta Braves, never threw the ball any harder than about 88. Now, now again, this was 25, 30 years ago, but I'm just saying he he was not known as a flamethrower, but hardly ever walked anybody, and it translated into wins. Let me I, let me just tell you. There won't be another Greg Maddox. No, there, there probably won't. But because to your str- point, yeah, Tanner Hall's that type of pitcher, you know, with a little more velo. That that's that's the point. You don't walk people, you throw strikes, and you get swings and misses. But but a lot of kids whose bodies are undeveloped are hurting themselves because they're obviously not getting the training in high school. It's no dig on high school. It's just that high school people don't have you know the personnel available to be able to watch these kids in a real sound structured environment so kids are hurting their arms simply to try to throw the ball harder because that's what they're hearing about from the scouting services and stuff well you don't throw it hard enough well okay so so they don't throw it as hard as some other guys do they get people out do they get the ground balls do they get the pop flies what's the earned i don't care if you throw it 70 if somehow you get people out and don't walk people. That's what it should be about. So I wish and, recruiters would quit talking about velo, velo, velo. And like with Southern Miss this year, I mean, we we struck out almost 750 batters. But a lot of balls got put into play. And Oz's philosophy of pounding the strike zone and not walking people, it works, especially when you have a quality defense behind you. Yeah, it's not necessarily the hits that are going to kill you. It's the walks or the errors ahead of the hit. 
that's going to kill you. The walks, especially. Yeah, for sure. No, no question. So, so let's. I just wish we'd start talking to kids about pitching and not just throwing right. as hard as they can. All right, Kelly, uh, you're helping me with guests this week. We've got a good guest tomorrow. Patrick McGee will be joining us. Also, John Miller. Is that correct? John Miller, former director of football operations at Southern Miss, who who gets fired up when we talk about image and likeness contracts yeah. and yeah. how it has completely changed the landscape of college sports. That's and, tomorrow, and that's going to be the subject. And you're working on the athlete of the year corvell todd from the southern miss track team who I mean, i'm really surprised you guys we're we're all over southern miss sports and corvell todd's never been on this show before well so we're working to change that we are indeed Get and the hope, head coach to bring him over here maybe one day this week that's hope, what we're trying to hopefully do. thursday or friday he's still in town and it's tough in the summertime because they are student athletes and they'll right. go home lots of times hey, i want to thank d1d bat for their sponsorship of the eagle hour as well it's a great place to take your child for baseball or softball training kathleen can hook you up uh, D1 on the other side of the building uh, for adult and kids and everybody, all sports. There's a training program for you at D1 or DBAT. We thank them for all they do to support the Eagle Hour. All right, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. It's about time to start talking about when the Saints come marching in. Yeah, is, that your, is that your new, That's my new team, buddy? I am free. I am free of the Commodore virus. And I'm a, I'm a well man, and I'm waiting for the Saints to come marching in. But now don't, uh, don't don't speak too harsh. You'll get a hundred thousand dollar fine from Ron Rivera. Correct. And, yes. But with the, with gas prices now, we all have car owner virus. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's right. Right. Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.